Uh, let me tell you the best thing about my week. Yay. My wife purchased an electric fly swatter for me. Okay. I don't know if I've ever had that much fun in my life. Uh, it's it's like a tennis racket. It sort of looks with, like a tennis racket. With, with like a like a cellophane-looking electric Yeah, you paddle. press the button down, yeah. and it electrifies the entire racket, and then you smack the fly. Have you hit your glutes with it yet? Maybe that's why they hurt so badly. Yeah, but you guys are having a you guys are having a fly issue. And well, you know it's Cal it's October, it's California, yeah. it's ninety five degrees it's, out yeah, still. Yeah, it's it's fly mating season. It's fly mating season. Uh, is so, it blue? In my mind, it's blue. No, it's yellow. Okay, yellow right and on. black. Sometimes you hit the fly, it zaps it once, and it's still alive. Yeah, and then you hit it again, and it's still alive. Wow. And then you're like, nah, not anymore, fly. Bunk. <laughs> Disney's Magic Kingdom Disneyland is growing every Ladies day. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Disneyland, the happiest place on earth. It's time to throw down, y'all. Have you thought about a visit to Disneyland during your vacation? It's a waste of time with your friends when your chores are done. Disneyland is the happiest place on earth. Join the happy people of all ages. Yes, there's more fun at Disneyland in Anaheim. The happiest country. Welcome, foolish mortals, to Cobwebs and Phantoms, a podcast that'll scare the pants right off of you about Disneyland, Star Wars, and all the other things that Disney Company owns that we love. On this episode, we're talking about the House of Mouse versus the State of California. No! Newsom confuses the phrase, good faith talks, for no compromise government mandates. California state workers get a free trip to Walt Disney World, Disney Plus becomes the belle of the Disney ball as streaming takes center stage, and if all of this didn't already feel like we're in the Twilight Zone, in our main segment, we discuss the history of the Tower of Terror. My name is Scott Storm, and with me is my co-host, the Rod Serling to my M. Night Shyamalan. Yes, definitely. I took I took a hit on that one. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, Absolute Humidity Robbins. Aaron. Hey! Welcome to episode three zero. Yeah, where we're discussing the thirtieth anniversary of Disneyland to coincide, right? We were going to oh, do that. Yeah, wait, what happened? We heavily promoted the thirtieth anniversary sure of Disneyland, and then in the middle of it, I was like, you know, this is episode thirty. Yeah, but it's also in the middle of Halloween time, spooky time. Yeah, October. We need, we need to keep it frightening. Let's keep it a little, a little on the edge of your seat. Heck yeah. Let's pit. What's scarier than choosing a new topic at the last at the moment? Very last minute. Yeah. So we decided, let's talk about the Tower of Terror. I love that when we were discussing this, though, you said there was something about David Hasselhoff in a blue jumpsuit oh, that made, yes. <laughs> made you like not want to let go of it. You're like, I mean, the opportunity to talk about There's, that, I don't know if I can do it. Okay. We are going to get to Disneyland's okay. 30th Good. anniversary at some point. Mm-hmm. Again, this is something that lives deep in my mind. Mm-hmm. I watched it over and over again. Yeah. I started to watch it for this show, and in the introduction, David Hasselhoff is in Tomorrowland wearing a blue leather jumpsuit oh, yeah. and singing Do You Love Me? Yes. And I'm like, I'm in 100%. Yeah. We're doing this now. <laughs> we're doing this now. I don't care how long this special is. I don't care how in-depth we have to go on this. We're doing this. But then Common Sense caught me yep. and said, yeah, but there's Tower of Terror. There's and the Tower it's, of it's Terror. October. It's so fun to talk about. It's such a, there's so, lots of stuff to talk about with it. Uh, how's your week going, though? Before we get into that, how's your week before, before we get into the, the hard-hitting news? Week is great. Okay. It, things are fantastic. You know, it's a two cookie. This is a two cookie episode. I'm already one cookie in. Are you really? Yeah. I haven't even begun my cookies okay. yet. Yeah. Uh, no, week has been going going well. I'm really excited about the things that we have coming up on the show. Yeah. Like, I, I think I'm just very excited about next week. 
We're mm-hmm. talking Watcher in the Woods, which yeah. I have never seen before. What? And I know that you grew up watching it. I grew up watching it. It's hard to find. Yes. First of all, I found a cut of it somewhere that I will not mention where. But and so I just I just wanted to make sure it was going to be the full movie, so I started playing it. Yeah. Uh, and just the opening title sequence before anything's happened in the movie, they're just rolling the credits like they used to do in the seventies yep. or eighties or whatever. Yep. Where it took up a half the movie. Right. Uh, my youngest is already like, "Whoa, this is scary!" Like I'm. Oh, I'm, I'm not scared. showing it to my kids. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I'm oh, watching no, it by myself with headphones on. You're gonna get scared. I'm Guaranteed. basically. Uh, I just I was watching Us this week. Did uh, you watch that? Yes, I haven't finished it yet. Wait, can you watch scary movies? I love scary movies. Huh? Love scary. My view movies. of you, I just like a little bit of respect for you. Just went up. It went up. Yeah. Oh, I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. Way to go, you. Way to go, me. Anyways, Watcher in the Woods is yes. coming up, which yep. I'm excited to be scared by I can't that. You not, I've not. I can't believe you've never seen, seen it. it. I never. I've never seen it before. Right. Now, I think the reason why I never saw that was because I watched Something Wicked This Way Comes instead. Okay. Uh, also a Disney sort of horror thriller movie that straight up petrified me as a child. Yeah. We'll talk okay. more about that next week. I don't week. think I've seen that. Oh, it's good. All right on. It's good. Uh, and then on Halloween, we're talking the legend of the Hatbox ghost with the Imagineer who helped return him to the mansion, our friend, Jeff Moskowitz. Great episode. And then beyond that, I haven't even talked with you about this, but we oh, get into tell November. Me, tell, me, tell me. And as you know, I'm a branding machine at this point. You are. I came up with a great theme for November. Mandovember. Okay. Wow. And we're talking every week something about the Mandalorian or Star Wars. Because is is two coming out in November? October 30th is when okay, second season good. starts. How are you going to relate that to the Tam O'Shanter? Oh, that's right. The Tam O'Shanter. Is there some way we can get somebody from the Mandalorian to have steak with us? No. Maybe. No. <laughs> no? I guess we're just going to have to interrupt Mandalorian. Can we call it like Bantha, Bantha steak? Can we have the Tam O'Shanter put a Bantha-themed meal on the menu the for one night? Bantha O'Shanter. Yeah. <gasps> See, you're back. I think you maybe made that. Maybe you made that joke though. Oh, uh, maybe I, I may have just. I don't remember what I said ten minutes ago. Watcher in the woods, Hatbox Ghost tonight, right now. Well, this morning, and you know, early morning, depending on whenever you're listening. Yeah, depending on what your motivation is. No judgment. Twilight Zone, Tower of Terror, Tower of Terror. I would even say this though, Aaron Robbins. We're not just talking Twilight Zone, Tower of Terror on this episode. Mm-hmm. We're gonna be talking about uh, the Tower of Terror. Yeah, the. The Tower of Terrors. Uh, the the, of the Towers of Terrors. The multiples, yeah. The multiples. Mm-hmm. Because they're not all Twilight Zone. Yeah. And we're going to get into that. But first, let's cackle in that cackle news. Cackle in that news. Was the cackle okay? I tried to like theme all the segments, but it's a lot of work. That cackle was great. Oh, good. I don't I loved scare it. anybody. <laughs> uh, you have a dog. Am I yes. allowed to say that? Yes, you are. Allowed. I don't know what's. You prime. are allowed to say that I have a you, dog. You have a dog, and you sent me a, a text. I believe I was uh, right in the middle of something produce, important, producing a live event. Uh, it was very critical that my attention was on that, and then I got a, a text of a dog uh, licking a puppuccino or something. Yeah, puppuccino. Like, here was my first thought: is my first thought is that's not your life. You looked up a funny dog picture to try to throw me off my game, and this is just the first one that came up. Yeah. But then I started thinking like. That's your actual dog yeah. in your actual life. That wasn't a meme from like the photo search. No. That was your real was dog. Actual dog. It looked like something the internet would make famous. Like yes. it looked like a famous GIF GIF. It did look that way. Yeah. Uh, I we I took took the the kids to Dutch Brothers. Yeah. And uh, again, because it's ninety plus degrees out in October, we went swimming. Yeah, and, uh, at we, Dutch Brothers at the Dutch Bros Pool. We went swimming at the Dutch Brothers Pool. It's just filled with the Annihilator. It's just, it's just a California thing. <laughs> yeah. You go to Dutch Brothers, they let you swim in their pool. Uh, and so we went to Dutch Brothers, and I ordered my dog uh, a puppuccino. Yeah. 
uh, which I didn't, I'd never ordered for my dog before. Right. It's basically a cup of whipped cream with dog biscuits in it. Oh, okay. And then he went to town on that. I took a picture of it. It was awesome. Here's the funny thing. I didn't intend to send it to you. Oh, really? I intended to send it to my wife. To your other friend. No, 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 to my wife. (laughs) Yeah. Who is also my friend. Okay. Uh, but then I saw that I sent it to you, and it made me so happy that you just got this random gif of a dog eating a puppuccino. Oh, it was amazing. They're like, we are live in three, two, and I'm like, ha, 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 dog photos. <laughs> it was awesome. I'll po- I-, I think I posted on on my Instagram. Oh, cool, yeah. I'm pretty sure I did. Well, after this episode, you got to post it on the Absolutely. Bob Sloods and Bathrooms, because it does look like an internet-made He's having thing. so much fun. Everything about it just looks like one of those famous internet clips. Should we, we, we just cackled in the news? Hey, how was that cackle? It was okay. It, it was, was okay. Yeah. I feel like when we're talking in the news, yeah. it seems like the trend happens to be every week we're talking about Disneyland reopening. It seems like a lot of focus is on Disneyland not reopening. Yeah, I don't intend to do this when yeah. I'm putting the news together. Yeah. Clearly, it is the thing that's happening right now. Right. And one would think that certainly that news train's got to slow down at some point. Yeah some point we're like it's not opening let's not talk about it or it is and hey it did it seems like we're watching the worst high school breakup i've ever seen in my life interesting yeah of two people that are madly passionate about each other from a high school perspective yeah and they can't realize how uh incompatible they are right and they have just a huge dramatic breakup Every few days in the cafeteria for everybody to watch yeah (laughs) okay we're eventually just kind of gets like yeah Old. Like, there it is again. There it is. There's... California loves Disneyland. Disneyland loves California. That's right. And they're back together. Oh, oh no, they nope, hate each other. Yeah. Nope, nope. It's like Jen and Chris. Oh, yeah. there they are again. They're just, yeah. they're, they're they at each other's so throats again. They are so perfect for each other perfect... in that they're both miserable. <laughs> and they're nuts. Yeah. Uh, they are perfectly matched with each What's other. What's happening this week? Why do you say that? I mean, it is not the news segment anymore. It is the... When's Disneyland reopening segment and why it can't? It's now called the newsome. The newsome. So, oh come on, that was a better joke than that. The news, yeah, cackle in the news some. Oh, we should cackle in the news some. Mm-hmm. some. I like it. it's double. Yeah, yeah, it's double. There you go. So I think the last time we left our soap opera, yes, uh, Governor Newsom had said we're going to be releasing news imminently, and then he didn't, and then Disney took their ball and went home. Yeah. And then he said, well, fine, I'm not giving you anything. Yep. I'm not going to give you any any indication. Yeah, no hurry. No rush. No hurry. I'm in no I feel no hurry. pressure to do this. I feel no pressure. We're going to stay the course. We're going to look at the Got facts. Got a lot of other things I'm doing right now. I don't know if you know, but half the state is burning down right <laughs> yeah. now. Got some other things I'm doing. I'll get to it when I get to it. I mean, I've been like really busy. You know, it's it's not that it's not important to me. It's just that like I've just been so busy. So busy. Yeah. You know, it's just doing so a lot busy. of things. There's a lot of stuff going on. So what's on. going on? Working what's, on my what? blog. Yeah. Um so. <laughs> Gavin Newsom's blog is called I think it is called News Some. News Some. Yeah. Yeah. It should be called Some News. If he had a real marketing guy, Gavin Newsom some some news blog. It'd be Gavin Newsome News. Yeah. And I'll be like Yeah, Gavin right, News Some News. Some news. news. Yeah. We're fantastic. Let's keep going. This week, Gavin Newsom says that, quote, good faith negotiations are going on with Disneyland and theme parks and are based on, quote, health first frame mentality. Yeah. So they're sitting down with Disneyland, Disneyland saying, like, help us help get open. He's like, hey, I want to help you get open. How can we let's talk about this? Put health first. But what do you guys need? I got stuff. You got stuff. Let's keep chatting. And and the, the news asked him 
Uh, members of the media asked him on yeah. one of his briefings what's going on, and he said, we're going back and forth. Oh, some back and forth. Right? Normal. We're doing our own research on the viability of reopening the theme parks sooner rather than later. Great. That's what he said. And we should be said, back together by prom. Yeah. He said, I want to see more businesses reopen. Me too. He didn't identify necessarily Disneyland, but he said, I want to see more businesses reopen. Yeah. And so from that, of course, you would think, okay. Okay, good. They're bro- they're back together. They're back together. Jen and Chris are back together. Jen and Chris made up. It was a big misunderstanding. Yeah. They understand what's going on. You know, listen, Chris can overreact sometimes. Yeah. And Jen is a little thoughtless in the way she communicates. <laughs> right. It's totally okay. They're made to be with each other. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. However. Uh-oh. I don't know who Gavin Newsom is in this, whether he's Jen or Chris. I'm okay. not really sure. After... Newsom said that he's in no hurry of putting out guidelines, but we're going back and forth. Yeah. We're talking, talking. We're discussing I want these things, right? Yeah. Then Bob Chapek, CEO of Disney, says yeah. in a uh, press conference he gave, we're watching very carefully what the state of California does as an indicator of whether we can retain some of our cast members, and we'd like to keep them on furlough until we can reopen, and we'd really like to get our cast members back to work as soon as the government will let us. And then someone asked him, well, what about the back and forth negotiations yeah. that Governor Newsom indicated you're having? And Bob Chapek says, I quote, it's not much of a negotiation. It's pretty much a mandate that we stay closed, period. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. At yeah. that point, you're like, oh, Jen and Chris, like you They're don't get each get, other yeah. at all. You're yeah. not understanding what's going on at all. Yep. Uh, so it sounds like, I don't want to say it's a stalemate, but it ain't good. I want to get back together with you. I just can't because I don't like you. Like, I really want to. Look, it's we not, just can't. It's not that I don't like you. It's that there's nothing about you that I like. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Exactly. <laughs> I'm sure you're a great governor for another you're, state. You're it's just person, not this state yeah, that you're a great governor. You're a great person for me if I were not me. So in response to Disney basically saying... We don't get to do anything because the state is telling yeah. us what to do and the state is telling us we can't reopen. Newsom comes back and tells the media, we're, quote, doing our own stubborn research, end quote. Oh, uh, yeah. Because this is serious, he says. And so as a result, he is sending people to Walt Disney World to see how Walt Disney World does things in order to determine whether or not the way Disneyland wants to do things, which is strikingly similar to the way Walt Disney World yeah, is doing I ima- things. Yeah, I would imagine so. Some of the same attractions. If that's okay. Yeah. Here's my question for you, okay. Aaron, before I belabor this news section any longer. Yep. Couldn't the state of California, I don't know, Google search or go on YouTube of anybody who's been to Walt Disney World in the yeah. past two months to determine, based on those videos, whether or not that's acceptable? Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of ways to get this done. I feel like I feel I feel like as soon as Florida opened, yeah. they could have just said like, "Hey, heads up, uh, heads up, uh, Disneyland! I saw you guys just opened Walt Disney World. Uh, we want to get you open as quickly as possible." Yeah. So as you're testing that stuff, as you're letting people if let you guys us know. Just, yeah, let us know. Take uh, take some video of yeah. it. You know, show us some stuff. Draw some pictures. Take some video. Send it on over to old Newsome Some News's uh, office. We'll take a look at yeah. it, and then uh, we can have a communication starting then about what that should look like and how we think you're doing. Uh, also, we don't know anything about how theme works work and anything so i just recently learned what a theme park was yes. so i'm going to take you as the expert as to whether or not these things yeah. are viable it seems like you're willing to pay for them yeah i, I don't hear you asking for tax credits yeah for exactly these things. so uh, i'm going to assume I'm not known for a company that just like you know hee haws kind of throws it up throws a dart yeah, at the just wall. like whatever yeah, <laughs> yeah. i don't know 
I mean, it's not Action Park, you know? <laughs> it's not Action Park, the world's best documentary. It is the world's best documentary. I mean, that's not what's going on here. It's, yeah. you know, you have a it's, company that has a lot of skin in the game in terms of keeping people safe. Yeah, uh, it's Disney. Not only, you know, do they have a lot of skin in the game, they have very smart people working them whose interest it is to provide a safe experience, uh, not because they want to open and make money, but because the, the whole brand, the whole thing is founded on doing this well. Yeah. It's not something they're going to take lightly. And the idea that, uh, that Chris or, no, Jen in the situation Jen. is like, I'm going to get my own people. I'm going to get my own Chris's. I'm going to get my own group of Chris's and I'm going to role play with them to figure out how you and I should continue fighting. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't make any I'm sense going, to I'm me. I'm going to do a trial run with another Chris yeah. to see whether or not this relationship with you works. <laughs> it's just the weirdest thing. You're going to fly people out? It's... I, it's Who so, are the guys in suits that don't have the white oval name tag? Those are new some guys from those California. Those are the guys from California. But they have their own theme park. Why are they at this one? Well, they because can't because their, th- their theme park isn't open. <laughs> oh right, because they won't they won't open our th- that theme park. Yeah, so they sent them to Florida. It's so weird. It's so weird because certainly in this scenario, Disney has said like, "What do you need to see? We'll give you everything you need to see." How is this not a slap on the face of Florida? If California goes there, they observe it and they go, "No, it's nope, not safe do at that. all." Can't That's crazy. That. I know. Like, I don't know, Florida, some weird stuff happens. We, we would never do that. That's just like... Not- I feel like Florida ends up wearing that as a badge. <laughs> and I was just like, yep, yeah. not endorsed by California. Yep. Come and join us. <laughs> You're right, Mr. Branding Machine. That's, that's a shirt right. they have there. That's right. Yeah, not allowed in California. Uh, so that's that's the update on the, again, the telenovela that is Disneyland reopening in <laughs> Who California. Are these people they have that are qualified to fly to a theme, fly across the country, go into a theme park, and judge something they've never seen before in their life. You've seen like you know, they don't have bobsleds there, but like have you seen any of these things done before? I no. just want to know how serious these state workers are from the Department of Public Health as they go on Disney attractions. Like, are they doing it? Are they enjoying themselves? Right. Are they buying any <laughs> souvenirs for themselves? Super stoic. Or are they just completely stoic because they're like, we can, no, we have to have a poker face. We cannot show whether or not we are enjoying ourselves because that may telegraph whether yeah. or not Disneyland yeah. can or cannot open. It's like a skipper's first go through and they're like, you're going to be taking out the boat with the uh, California Department of Health workers on it. It's a full boat for the Jungle Cruise. <laughs> That's right. Good luck. Have Good luck. Fun. And, it, and the, and the uh, skipper's just like, just trying their best. Yeah. And just no response yeah. whatsoever. No, we're on the clock. We're not technically allowed to laugh. We can't laugh. Yeah. We, we, we can't don't think laugh. any of this is funny. Do you? This isn't funny. This is deadly serious. <laughs> How thick is this plexiglass? Yeah. Or somebody's going on vacation. Newsom's guys are just like. That's the other thing. <laughs> I mean, you can't get past the fact that Newsom is sending a bunch of state workers. Our taxes are yeah. paying for Newsom to send a bunch of state workers to We have video cameras. Lots of them. Like. How is it again? I gotta see it in person. They can go down to Anaheim and take a look at the park that's actually in California and yeah. say, that's gonna work, that's not gonna work. Yeah. Why do they need to go to Orlando exactly. to determine how the jungle cruise works there? They have a jungle cruise yeah. that's right th- right it's right yeah. here. Yeah. I think it is that though. I think uh, Jesse Richilio and I think Margaret Fenway yep. was like, I don't know, man. You think we can just get like, I mean, my kids want to get out of the house. You think we can build like a research trip or something? You think he'll go for that? We'll probably do that. We'd, yeah, I mean. Fly over there? I, we I have to we wait can. in line or do you think we just like a walk on? No, no. I think they know that we're coming. Like we just do whatever just we want. Just walk on. Yeah. And then Fantasmic, are they doing that? Could they do it just once so we could test it out? What, if, think, we, what if we tell them all the things they're not currently doing, we need them to do it once for us so we can see if it's safe? Well, it. I mean, fan. I mean, I don't mean to get like Disney nerd about this, but Fantasmic's categorically different in Florida than oh, it is in California. I'd love to see that. Yeah, I'd love to see that too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it's like, it's, we got to go check it out. I really, this is what I want Do to we see. We sound like jerks. Are we on the, I don't know where it is. We're so, we're so apolitical 
on the show, but it's starting to take a swing. I think it's a, really swinging to one side swinging here. Swinging to one side. I think we're playing to our base. Okay. And did that's you okay. not post an Instagram post that said like I, I Iger for, for governor? governor? Yes, I definitely yeah. did. Okay. I'm definitely trying to start Bob Iger 2022. You know, if you've read his book, he had some political I know, aspirations, I'm saying. right? Listen, this is what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay, so as soon as you're done chewing that cookie, Hold on. we'll talk about our next news item. Do you think we have enough Calif- uh, Disneyland California opening, not opening content to be the length of a drive down to Disneyland? Do we have eight hours of that? At this point? Yeah. 100%. Yeah, right yeah, on. Yeah. I mean, if you if you get stuck over the grapevine, maybe not. Maybe by next truth, week we will. Truth, What do we got? All right, so uh, that's been a lot about Disneyland opening, not opening, what's going to happen. As a result of all these things, Bob Chapek basically came out this week and said, we're doing a big Disney reorg, and we're going to be focusing on streaming and direct-to-consumer wow. uh, entertainment. So really leaning into Disney Plus. Okay. I think that they are uh, acknowledging the fact that parks are not going to be able to carry them very much this year. Mm-hmm. And so they have to figure out what they're going to do. Yeah. So they're doubling down on Disney Plus. Okay. Uh, I don't know whether that means that we're going to be seeing more AAA Soul, uh, Pixar's soul is going straight to Disney Plus. We're getting a lot of the, hey, you thought this was coming to a theater and it's not. It's coming to this to Disney Plus. So I think that I think we'll have more news like that stuff that was. I was going to say, is that confirmed that Soul is coming? I believe to it Disney is. Plus? Yeah, yeah. Soul, oh, right. soul is yeah. going straight to, to to Disney Plus. I think if Black Widow, if they push Black Widow to Disney Plus, like it's on as far yeah. as top you know uh top films now coming to streaming what do you think about this strategy what do you think real quick just about about the doubling down on disney plus disney plus being as you put it the bell of the disney ball company at the moment what do you think about that right move wrong move good excited not excited tell me what you think and then i'm gonna tell you what i think i think it's the best move that they have right now you know i mean again uh, parks is you know uh parks and movies are make up the vast majority of disney revenue and when uh in and Hong Kong is like on the table, off the table. Uh, Florida seems to be doing well, but it's at twenty five percent capacity. I mean, you have these real reduced capacities all across the all across the world, even if they are open. And then you have Disneyland, which yeah. is not open, right? So they have to make up that revenue somehow. Disney Plus seems like a really. I mean, it is fortuitous that they launched their own streaming service yeah, last year. I know, so they could try these types of experiments. I I think there's a lot of question about whether or not our opinions on this aside, whether or not movie theaters are going to come back as an industry anytime soon. Mm -hmm. And so I think this is the Mm -hmm. right move for them to make. I'm sort of bummed by it Mm -hmm. because let's take a movie like the jungle cruise. Yeah. Really interested in seeing that in the theater. Right. I feel like that's the type of movie that requires like a large screen experience with Dolby Atmos sound and all the type, uh, all the things that you would come to expect from a big feature release. Yeah. The problem for me, for me, I think what you said, it's the best of the, of the moves they have available. Right. This is a good one. I don't think it's a good move. I'm not for it. If I were- At all? I think, yeah, I think at all. I think if I'm Chapek, I'm saying that the Disney streaming service, uh, it, it it is degrading the magic. That experience of giving something your time when you went to the movie theater wasn't just about going to see the movie. It was that you gave it this- dedicated allotment of time sure. of driving there of waiting yep. of it coming on there's just anticipation it's this thing you talk about uh and now we've just turned into something that you can pause and play and sort well, of watch in parts true. and so we got to figure out so I, if i were doing disney i'm coming up with a new word for streaming that means 
an event that's in your house. And I got to retheme everything about that from a takeover of the app to just uh, they need to leak more content footed behind whatever they can do to make that an event so that when Jungle Cruise drops, when Black Widow drops, it's just not like, is that available now? It is. You always want to start that now, maybe finish it while you're working out tomorrow and whatever. Because I feel like it degrades the, the brand IP because it doesn't allow it to stick in your head in a way where a lot of memories, who you're with, how you were with, looking forward to it, doesn't allow it to stick in there. And I would be worried if my brand was magic themed uh, entertainment and, and stuff that allowing those experiences in an uncontrolled environment like somebody's living room. Yeah. I'm just, I get that it's the only move they have. I'm just, I'm against it because I don't like the app. Not that I don't like the app and the content on it. I just don't like the way the app works. It's not fun enough for me. I don't like that there's nothing cool I can do. And I don't like that there's not like lots of stuff coming out with it that are getting me ready. There's there's not like, I don't know. And I don't even know what that would be. I just know we need to turn the app into a theme park. I don't know how to do that. You guys are Disney. Go figure it out. I just think it's funny that you're saying that. It's making me smile as, as you're saying this because basically what you are advocating for is a non-time shift mentality. So you're actually yeah. advocating to go back to the way it was on yeah. broadcast television, which is oh, this is the opportunity. Everybody, everybody in America is yeah, going right. to sit around and watch that. this. Yeah. And then after they're done watching it, everybody's going to go to work and talk about what they watched the night before. We've been doing things apart for too long. And, yeah. I, and, I, and I think there is something about Disney has always been about controlling the magic, controlling yeah. what you can see, the angles, the lighting. And now they have this thing that is uh, convenience based. And I get it. It's yeah. the only move they have. Right. But if I'm telling my Imagineers, dude, like, don't look at Netflix for inspiration. Go find something else yeah. and then make the streaming app that. And we're not going to call it streaming anymore because it, it sounds like it's on demand and it's not this big thing. And I want it to be this big thing. Figure it out. I don't. I don't know what the answers are. I just know that I should feel like I cannot miss this thing. It's. I. I I'm excited to talk about not only the thing, but the stuff that happened before the pre-content. Yeah. They did this live Q and A with the actors before they streamed. It was a whole day. I planned my whole day yes. around it. My final concern is that when you know your movie's going to play at the Chinese theater at some huge op- opening thing, yeah. it's going to be seen in theaters all around. People are going to go there. When when you're spending two hundred thirty million dollars, one hundred eighty million dollars to make that movie, it feels good. It feels right. It's like this is a right. lifelong thing. Yep. This, this movie will exist forever uh, because it's going to go to theaters and it's going to have this release cycle. I worry that when it, when everything is streaming released, there's like th- people are getting the same amount of value. They're just watching this on this TV. Yeah. We can make like a fifty million dollar movie and get the same bang for our buck, and then we all kind of lose. And you lose the AAA. Yeah, we we forget what a hundred eighty yeah. two hundred million dollar movie was even like. What that experience even was. Yeah, but isn't but okay. We're spending way too much time. On I this like segment. it though. I don't care. Isn't that an opportunity to reset mm-hmm. sort of the way culture and yeah. consuming media works? Yeah. I mean, like again, what you're talking about is something that, like, that's the reason why we have Star Wars. Yeah, right. Because movies were fine. They were yeah. they were good. Yeah. And then Star Wars came out and it blew everyone's mind. Yeah. And then it set off this new course of filmmaking that nobody had seen before. Yeah. Like in some ways, I'm like, well, is this an opportunity to reset? Yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah. I'll bite on that. What else we got in the old news trope? News to do on the old newsome news. That's it. Oh, wow. Ba-dum, bum, bum. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. Yeah, let's do that. And when we come back, we're going to be taking a trip beyond sight and sound, Aaron, Ooh. as we enter the Twilight Zone. Yes, it's cookie time. Oh, what time is it? It's got storm. Oh, yes, it's cookie time. Oh, what time is it? It's got storm. Oh, yes, it's cookie time. Are there any words to this song? No, there isn't. That's okay. We like the ones you came up with. Thank you for the cookie. 
All right, we're back. We are. And even though I was hoping we'd be talking about the 30th anniversary of Disneyland, yeah, you had your... the Tower of Terror, I am so excited to be talking about Me the Tower too. of Terror. Me too. I love this ride. What did you call it? Tower of Terror. Okay. Should I have called it the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror? Yeah, some people just call it the Twilight Tower of Terror, which is incorrect. That's completely incorrect. Yeah. Some people come up with a lot of names. When there's a lot of words in the name, it gets all sorts of things. I was thinking it would be better if it was called uh, Tater's Tower of Terror. Tater's Tower of Terror. Mater's Tower of Terror. Well, what if it's if it was Tater's a- Tower of Terror the, and it's T-O-T, then it's Tater's Tot. <laughs> perfect. That's perfect. Uh, Long setup for that joke. It's, it was completely worth every I, moment. I doubt it. it. Let's keep going. So uh, just quick development history on this. So, yeah. So the drop ride, the drop tower ride, yeah. very famous ride at a lot of different amusement parks. For sure. I experienced the demon drop over at Cedar Point. I experienced the edge in Great America. Santa Santa Clara's Great America was the first thing I ever went on that. Yes. You guys put stuff on your knees there, like pennies and stuff, so it floats. Yeah, so it floats you. in front of you? Yeah. Absolutely. Right on, yeah. Absolutely did. I remember also them saying, like, when you hear the click, count to three and you'll yeah. drop. Did yeah. you have that as well? Yep, they had something like yep. that. And, and then always a story in line about like, oh, a girl, a girl held her breath on this. And if you do that, you die. Oh, it's yes. Like, like some weird yes, story. That's right. That's it's, like, right. it's totally safe unless you sit cross-legged, then you die. Then you'll die. <laughs> yeah. Lots of urban legends around yeah. those types of things. I believe uh, in one episode, you described a ride like this as the equivalent. I think you said it was the equivalent of climbing a chain link fence that then they dropped off a cliff. Yeah, that's what the edge was in Santa Clarita, Santa Clara, right. or whatever that town is. Uh, yeah, it was very much, it was, uh, you know, a very kind of prison looking yeah. apparatus that right. you got in rose you to the top and then dropped you with no uh, no mechanical advantage to the or no mechanical accelerant to the drop i Correct. think it was legitimately a free fall it was just a free fall you ended on your back and then they slid you back forward yep. and you and got out reset it. no theming whatsoever the nope. theming was death but other than that right exactly uh but but no theming no other theming than that. at all yeah so this is obviously a very popular ride mechanism disney wanted to do something like that and yeah. so they thought about how could we incorporate a drop tower ride into one of our attractions. Yeah. The original idea was planned for Frontierland in Disneyland Paris. Isn't that crazy? Oh, was a, it in, was it Paris that was going to get it? It, it was, was. called, uh, I don't remember what it was called, Crystal Cave Geyser, Geyser Mountain? Geyser Mountain. Geyser That's Mountain. Correct. Yep. It was like a mine shaft. It was a mine shaft that was going to be part roller coaster and part drop tower. So I think what was going to happen was- I love the was, Tower of Terror. That's a great idea, though. Geyser Mountain? Yes. Absolutely. Such a great idea. Like, I think the idea was that it was going to be a tracked roller coaster that then ended up into the drop shaft that <sighs> would shoot you up the geyser and then down. That's idea. Like, that's so Disney. It's great. That's such a great theme. It's great. Uh, it did not happen. Yeah. Uh, and I, I don't know why, but it's a great idea. The theme is you're going through a mine thing, you're on a roller coaster, and you get shot out of a geyser at the end. That's Disney. They, they we Let's not lose hope. That's an amazing idea for a ride. Then Keep this going. idea comes to... Disney MGM Studios for Dick Tracy. Which no I, way yeah, for real. Yes, seriously. So they're like well, it's an allegory for the movie. Uh, and why is that? You know, because it just drops. It off lifts a cliff. you up and then just drops off yeah, the cliff. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, so Dick Tracy, of course, you know one of our you know, one of our favorite things to talk about on this show. One of our favorite things to talk about and bash on this yeah. show. Dick Tracy was believed to be a huge. It was going to be a huge blockbuster. Like yeah. Disney planned on being a huge blockbuster. So they were planning a lot of different attractions around it. There was an attraction. They thought, we'll bring the Trop Tower idea to Dick Tracy. Yeah. And then they had another idea called Dick Tracy's Crime Stoppers. Okay. Which was going to basically use, I think what happened was the Drop Tower idea moved away from Dick Tracy, but it was thought like, we'll incorporate this into a sort of a Dick Tracy type of land that was being developed. There was going to be like a 1920s themed area of MGM that was going to have. Okay. Not a Dick Tracy land. The jokes are just too plentiful. 
That's true. Yeah. I don't know what we'd call it. Right. But it was, uh, but it was this type of idea. Yeah, interesting. And then Dick Tracy Crime Stoppers uh, is an eventual ride that uses the EMV ride vehicle. Mm-hmm. Is that... The Indiana Jones ones? Indiana Jones okay. ones. So the idea of the vehicles then gets moved over to Indiana Jones. Oh, uh, yeah. Dick Tracy goes away because it's a flaw. Yeah. Wow. But I just think it's interesting that in the history of Tower of Terror, Dick Tracy comes in. Of course. He, right? He's everywhere. He can't- He's yeah. everywhere. Yeah. And also, poor Dick Tracy. Yeah. I mean, guy, guy, guy can't catch a break. Mm-hmm. He just can't catch a break. He can't catch anyone. He's a terrible he's detective. He's a terrible detective. He's he has terrible- nah, we'll, we'll get, Listen to our Dick Tracy episode. There we'll explain go. all the reasons why we hate Dick Tracy. Um, then- the idea of doing some, they stick with doing something at, at Disney MGM Studios, and then they're going through different ideas. Yeah. And among these ideas, I want to get your reaction. To okay. A yeah. Of these. Hit me with it. Among these ideas are a drop tower attraction based on Stephen King novels. No. Next. Yeah. And then they move to a Vincent Price ghost tour. Okay. Which I think yeah. could be really cool. Yeah, for sure. Like that sounds really good to me. They move from that. Then Mel Brooks gets interested. So Mel Brooks, so they pitch Mel Brooks on it on a Mel Brooks attraction, yeah, which has me go like I'm listening, okay, yeah, and they say it's going to be called Castle Young Frankenstein. Yes, yeah, I could be. I'm into it. That then gets you. You stopped. Yeah, I'm just not the hugest Mel Brooks fan. I know he's very accomplished and I appreciate his humor. It's not my style of humor. I agree. So so I'd want to make sure that some some but but a jungle cruisey type of thing in its own type of humor. Yeah, like a tongue in cheek thing. Totally, I'm into it. Let's develop that. A little further. A little further. Take it a step further. So they do take it a step further, and then it sort of morphs from Castle Young Frankenstein into like a Mel Brooks mystery hotel. Okay. So sort of like a murder mystery type of thing that's got this drop tower apparatus in it. Mel Brooks is interested in it, and he was going to do it, but then something happened that took him out of it. I think he, I think rather than like signing on to help produce this, he ended up taking a film that he actually was going to produce. Right. And so it took him away from this as yeah. a project. For those listening uh, that don't know Mel Brooks, yep. uh, he did Blazing Saddles, yep. you would know, and Spaceballs, Space of balls, you would know. And there's the producers. That, there's people that wouldn't, you know, look at Star Wars and look at Spaceballs and go like, oh, what a, what a great parody. And I love a Star Wars yeah. parody. I sure do. I just don't like that one. I don't like Star Wars parody. Okay. Now they have this idea of this sort of horror-themed hotel idea. Yeah. So that's sort of where Tower of Terror, the genesis of what we know as Tower of Terror, takes hold. Yeah. Interestingly enough, Michael Eisner was thinking about developing this into an attraction and an actual hotel. So it was going to be a hotel on one side that was this sort of Spanish Gothic architecture that the Tower of Terror ends up being. And was going to have an attraction on the other side of it. Yeah. Which feels very Michael Eisner. It, I was just going to say that. It feels so Eisner of like, that is definitely the right way of thinking. I'm not yes. sure that's the right execution of that thing. But yeah, that sounds right. I love they can do that. I'm a Michael Eisner fan. I love these. Like, I am let's, too. Let's build a hotel that spans a road and you know put Mickey's crotch in there. Sounds and, great. Let's do it. Like, do it. He I just love has neat ideas. He has neat ideas. That is a very neat idea. That's a young person's idea yep. in, an, in an old person's soul. It's just probably, I'm not, I, don't know if, I don't know if that's practical. Eventually, Disney lands on the Twilight Zone being the theme, yeah. which I feel like is a killer theme for this idea. It is super popular, not owned by Disney or not really even connected to Disney, right? No, licensed by CBS. CBS, okay. CBS owns it. So they license it from CBS, yep. and they decide to do a whole Twilight Zone attraction. And then they're developing the hotel, like what it looks like. 
And this is where you're going to love it. Yeah. Because even though this is getting built to be put in Florida. In Florida, yeah. It's got like LA influence, I believe. That's right. I don't remember the names of the hotel, the Bitmore. And I don't, Biltmore. I don't, Biltmore. That's right. And uh, there's another one It was after the Spanish something. Spanish. Mission Inn. Mission Inn, yeah. That's right. Yeah, two California, uh, Los Angeles hotels. That's fact. right, Los yeah. Angeles. And the exterior uh, is inspired by... Hotels. Haunted things. Stucco. Griffith Park. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. The the courtyard, the the uh, the observatory, courtyard. Griffith Observatory. Yes, yes, right on. That's right. Yeah, I guess I can see that. So it's got a lot of LA influence to it. Yeah, and they actually, when they decorate it, interestingly enough, they actually acquire all of those antiques from LA auction houses. Oh, and they have them shipped amazing. over there, which is yeah. really cool. So it's amazing. It's the Hollywood Tower Hotel is the is the name of the hotel. Yeah, uh, and it's very much Los Angeles, like it's very much Los Angeles nineteen twenties Twilight Zone. Yes. TV show. Correct. 1965, 7, 8, 10. Do you want to keep guessing? I'm going to guess 1965. 59. Really is when it started coming 1959. out? 1959. Hundreds of episodes, yes? Yes. When does Twilight Zone Tower of Terror uh, open in Florida? 1994. Okay. And then it comes 10 years later? To yeah, that, isn't that crazy? Yeah. 2004 is when it comes to California Adventure. So do you feel like that's a weird IP pull at all for the demographic that's going to the park at that age? Like Twilight Zones, you know, predates me, so yep. it's not a show I grew up with. Very familiar with it. Yes. Uh, because we didn't have Netflix and things, so the, the gotcha aspect of it, the weird, uh, it was both uh, safe and not safe. It was spooky, not scary. It was weird. Yep. Um, I don't know why for me it's always felt like it had a little uh, Alfred Hitchcockian Absolutely, thing does. going into yep. it. Uh, but not not something I grew up with, not something I saw first runs, obviously, of any of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, but what do you, so what do you think about that as a pull for the IP? I think it's great. I love it. And I love it for a couple different reasons. For all the things that you just stated, like the spooky, not scary, it's otherworldly. It has a very... It is Disney... Cal, it, uh, it is MGM's version of the Haunted Mansion. Yeah. So it's like, if we gotcha. made a new Haunted Mansion, what would it be like? Oh, it'd be like the Twilight Zone, sort right. of weird and yeah. otherworldly and creepy, scary, but I don't know why it's scary, right. you know, that type of thing. And also, Twilight Zone, the IP, its placement in MGM Studios feels very spot on because MGM was the Hollywood that never was and always is. Yeah. I think if Disney was to do it now, yeah. they would not use the Twilight Zone. And I say yeah, that because that they would take a currently relevant IP yeah. that has not established itself as being classic. And so I think it's different because I just, the Twilight Zone wouldn't exist now. Yeah. But I love the fact that they went, well, we're going to go for something that is established, even if it's not Disney, we're going to go for something that's established because that will have longevity. Yeah, and I think, totally, and I think it's the, the theme parks seem to make choices differently now, and I think that's one of those things when people say, do I like Twilight Zone, Tower of Terror, or Mission Breakout? Yeah. Uh, you're just talking about two different things yes. at this point in time, because the Twilight Zone thing, the thing that we liked about it was that it was uh, an IP, but also was an IP outside of an IP. It was a theme, and yep. it just it felt really... Uh, like you can't do that again. You can't get that nostalgia thing back with the hotel that time period. Yeah. And I think people really, whether the ride's better or not, that was a neat IP and they did it so well. So, and we'll talk about sort of what Good. they could do if there wasn't a Twilight Zone because I think that's a really interesting thing about this entire story. You have favorite episodes of the Twilight Zone? Have you watched yes. it recently? Uh, what's one that comes to mind when when somebody says, "Hey, do you like Twilight Zone? Do you watch it?" Does an episode come to mind? Time enough at last. Which one is that? Uh, time enough at last with, with uh, Burgess Meredith, where he is the the bookworm who really wants to read, 
and he can never get uh, an opportunity to read, and then the world blows up in a nuclear war, oh, okay. which oh, happens yeah. very often yeah. in uh, in the Twilight Zone. Yeah. And he's the last man on Earth, and he has the ability to finally read, and he goes into a library, and he's about to read, and he trips, and his glasses fall off, and he steps on his glasses and breaks them, and he can't read anymore. Aww. So that's, that's, that's one of my- That's my, one of your favorites? Yeah, what about you? I think uh, the one that comes to mind for a lot of people is the the airplane one is uh, yeah. is, is pretty Terra, classic. Terra at twenty thousand feet. Yeah, yep. where there's something the guy swears there's something out on the wing. The gremlin. A gremlin out on the wing. Not written by Rod Serling, by the no? way. Oh, no. interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what are some other ones? It's been a while since I've watched it, but I did watch a fair number of those episodes. One of my favorite yeah, ones, uh, which we'll we'll come back to probably toward the end of the episode, is it's a good life, and it's a good life is uh, is about a boy who has mental powers. And he basically makes everybody, um, uh, he basically controls everybody around him. Okay. Uh, and everyone lives in complete fear of him. Unfortunately, I remember a lot of little bits of episodes, yeah. So, but I, I can't tell you what the names are. I was one with a Navy captain that is uh, continually shooting a boat, but then it turns out it's his boat at the end or something. Mm. And then there's the the ugly people one where- Eye of the Beholder. Eye of the Beholder. Yep. Uh, there's one where they blast off in a rocket ship and they go to a different planet or something. I remember that one. I love that they all, you can tell that they're on a set somewhere. It's great. I, I love that yeah. so much. There's the To Serve Man one, which may be the same one that you're talking okay. about, which is a great one. Uh, another one of my favorite ones is the, I think it's called the Monsters on Maple Street. Oh yeah, they all turn against each yeah, other. They all turn against oh, each other. Oh, that one's great. Yeah, great yeah, episode. yeah. I remember that one. Twilight Zone is just one of those things where that one looks like it's shot so close to the Friends Fountain, uh, which is Warner <laughs> Warner Brothers. It probably was shot. Yeah, shot in it's lot. Uh, it's not the main Warner Brothers lot, but four blocks from that, yeah. uh, north of that, there's another Warner Brothers lot. Yep, and it, that's where the Friends Fountain is. It feels like it's shot in that neighborhood. Keep going. So interesting. Interestingly, that you point that out is that in none of the run of Twilight Zone was there a spooky hotel episode. Yeah. And so the the Imagineers have to come up with, well, what is a Twilight Zone story that will fit into this idea of Tower of Terror? Yeah. And so they actually take inspiration from an episode called Little Girl Lost, which is the story of a little girl who falls into another dimension through a wall in her bedroom and her family can't find her, but she can communicate with them. So they can hear her, but they can't find her. Yeah. Do you want to, uh, can you, do you want to take a shot at explaining the story of Tower of Terror? Um, no, cause I don't think I know what it okay. is. So the story, I that little girl with her little family and you go up and then they're like, they're, they're like there. Hollywood? The story of the plot of the Tower of Terror is, uh, am I too old to go on this? What's this going to feel like in my stomach? Like, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh yeah, it's not that bad. <laughs> I just ate, I just ate a, a big uh, turkey leg. Yeah. Should I go on this? Yeah. That's the story. Should I? The story is uh, it's it's Halloween 1939. Yes. Amidst the glitz and glamour of the Hollywood Tower Hotel, which is like a ritzy hotel, five people go into a, 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 a elevator shaft. The elevator shaft gets struck by lightning. The elevator shaft disappears. Uh, nobody knows where those five people went. They've become ghostly apparitions. And the service elevator has been, or the elevators have been out of service since that time. The Hollywood to- Tower Hotel is now open. And the service elevator has opened for you to, uh, to, to uh, the, yeah. the, the door opens for you one last time. Oh, I want to go on it now. You're making me really want to go on that it's ride. It's so good. I know. It's it so good. good. Uh, it's everything about this attraction is like the best of Disney Imagineering. Yeah. The theming of the hotel. Mm-hmm, for sure. The exterior of the queue, the interior of the queue, the uh, 1920s. 30s music that plays within the garden it's very melancholy and otherworldly very ghostly feeling 
um, the way yeah. that they, the way that they, the audio, the audio profile of it all. Yeah. Lots to look at, lots to notice. Yep. You go in, you go into the pre-show, I guess what they call the pre-show library, pre-show room, uh, and you watch a little movie in there. Yes. And I believe that movie, uh, he was, it was produced by somebody that did something else the, from, from, from the eighties. I don't remember what it was though. I it was know. directed by Joe Dante. Okay. I don't know who that is. Joe Dante, the director of Gremlins. Gremlins. That's what it is. And yeah. The Gremlins. Howling. Okay. And Inner Space. All right. Yeah. So famous director. Does that little intro, which they reshot or they used clips from other stuff? So they shot the, they shot all of the hotel sequence and the disappearance of the, of the, the five, the five. Yeah. But they do a really neat, like Forrest Gump, I guess is the poll that I'm, where oh, they, right. they take old footage and incorporate with new footage. Yeah. So by, by Rod Serling. So they use an old clip of Rod Serling introducing uh, for the introduction, Rod Serling. Okay. For those of you who don't know, uh, the twilight zone, you should watch it. It's amazing. Yeah. It's a classic, but Rod Serling, the creator of the twilight zone would introduce and would intro and outro every episode. Yeah. So you would see Rod Serling. He would sort of set up what the story was going to be. It would sound a little bit like this. There is a fifth dimension beyond that, which is known to man. It is a dimension as vast as space and as timeless as infinity. It is the middle ground between light and shadow, between science and superstition, and it lies between the pit of man's fears and the summit of his knowledge. This is the dimension of imagination. It is an area which we call the twilight zone. There you go. There you go. So uh, he, so they actually use the intro for "It's a Good Life," which again, one of my favorite Twilight Zone episodes, yeah. as the intro for this. And they do some audio magic and recut it, and oh, they okay. uh, and they do some chroma keying so that they can take Rod Serling but put him in front of a new background, and then they hire a voice actor to do Rod Serling's voice because yeah. Rod Serling had been dead for 20 years by the time they decided to How do this. Rod Serling's family feel about that? Well, Rod, it's interesting you ask that because Rod Serling's widow was a part of the casting process oh, to really? determine whether or not the person who was the voice actor sounded like her husband. Oh, so yeah, so m- interesting, cool. Mrs. Serling got to, got to approve. It's kind of Twilight zone in itself. It sort of is, yeah. yeah. Like a voice from beyond, right? Yeah. So it opens in 1994 at Disney MGM Studios. Yep. It has one drop at the time. A yeah. couple years later, they add two drops in. A couple of years after that, they have add three drops in. What do you mean by drops? Uh, elevator shaft, elevator shafts to run the cars, or it goes up and down multiple times. So uh, in the in the in the Florida version, we'll go we'll run through basically how the Florida version. Yeah, works. tell me about it. You get it's different than California. Oh wow, okay. So you get into the elevator. The yep. elevator goes up. Yep. Doors open. Yep. You see a long Whee! hallway. Oh, okay. So yeah. We're not, see, we're, not we're already different. Why? Because yeah. you, because I've never ridden uh, California Adventure, so you can tell me. Oh, wow. Okay. What California is? Okay. okay, California. You can tell me what the state of California is. Okay. Please explain the state of closed. California to me. Yeah. Oh, it's close. Yeah. Is there anything I need to know? Go to anything Florida. Else? Oh, okay, great. Yeah. So when you're in Florida and you're riding the twi- Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, you go into the elevator. Same pre-show. Yeah. You go into the elevator. It goes up. Doors open. There is a hallway where you see the the five uh, mm-hmm. re, uh, reappear in mm-hmm. front of you. Then the entire room goes into stars. The door at the end of the hallway starts to rotate. Yeah. It shatters. Door closes. You keep going up. Yeah. You go up again and uh, door opens and you then this is what is so cool. So cool about this ride. I know I'm talking a lot about Florida on a Disneyland okay. podcast. 
but this is important. This is what makes Florida's Tower of Terror so cool. Yeah. Door opens, elevator goes out of the elevator shaft. Uh, it moves forward. The ride vehicle moves forward. Moves forward. I don't like my dropping rides to move. So it moves forward. Horizontally. And you leave the elevator shaft and you go into a small dark ride portion of the fifth dimension. Okay. So there's all sorts of like twilight zone iconography that's all around you, floating all around that's you. Amazing. You're You're going toward stars. And so you see all these stars in front of you. And then the stars swirl together into a single point that makes a very quick hidden Mickey before making a, okay. a single point. That single point then becomes a beam of light that shoots straight up and straight down and opens into a doorway. Yeah. So then you pass through that beam of light into another uh, elevator shaft that then takes you up uh, to to another level where the door opens and you just see a brick wall and then you have your first drop. Okay. And then it shoots you all the way to the top of the Tower of Terror, yeah. and then you go for your final drop. Okay, and so, so that's what you mean by drops, is the right. number of times you get the round trip. Correct. The Disneyland, uh, the Disney California Adventure, is, is very similar, except for the the middle part of awesome at Florida. <laughs> you, you sit down, the guy comes over and makes some, uh, you know, some very, you know, depressing jokes about your fate and checking your stuff. Like... You, I hope you check back in yeah. or something like that. Yeah, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. I like that kind of thing. Yeah, I said what? Uh, and then you, I think you push back a little bit, just a little bit. You push back just a tiny yep. bit. Goes up. You see the appar- apparitions. You do the thing. And then it goes higher and lower. And I believe it's like Indiana Jones and in that it's kind of uh, randomly generated yes. to some degree. Yep. Uh, but then pretty quickly you go to the top where there's a little hang. Doors open. You get your picture taken or at least there's some flashing. I think that's where you get your pictures taken. I don't know. You say hi to all of DCA because you can see out you of the whole park. The, yep. And then you do a, a drop, not all the way to the bottom. And then like a you raise back, back up, up yep. and then down and then up again and then down. Uh, and then it's over. Isn't there another, isn't there another another like scene where probably I, like, and I think it's randomly generated like you see a you see a, a, a mirror in front of you yeah. like you see your reflection and your reflection disappears. it is hard to tell Scott Storm when my eyes are closed and I'm holding oh that's eye. right because you're terrified the entire time yeah that's I, right yeah we'll talk about whether or not we like these kind of rides but it's it's uh, pretty quick it's pretty yep. fun yep um, and what did I want to say about it uh, it does not do that dark ride segment, which sounds amazing. Pretty amazing. And it never, uh, to my knowledge, it, it never like free falls from the top to the bottom. You don't get that full distance. It, it does some level of that's right. in between. And I believe it has motors that actually pull it down faster. Yeah, that's right. So it's not an actual true free fall. You're actually being accelerated in a downward direction. Yeah, the Imagineers actually wanted you to have the feeling of weightlessness. And they knew that if you just free, free fell you would not have weightlessness that quickly. Yeah. And so they actually, um, yes, they actually accelerate. They actually, It's actually pulling, pulling you, you down. Pulling you down. Pulling you yeah. down. Love uh, it. Love it. Yeah. The the randomized drop sequence was something that mm-hmm. they, they put in, which then gets carried over to California Adventure okay. and to Paris, where it's also made. It gets put into Tokyo. And in Tokyo, there is not the knowledge of Twilight Zone like there is in america yeah. and, in, and in paris and so they remove twilight zone entirely from this and it's just called the tower of terror and the imagineers invent a completely unique and original story for right this ride and it's delightful oh, it's fun. delightful i just don't like the idea of like you're safely in a shaft uh you know it's all connected yes now i'm not you know in the- you understand how elevators work i it goes totally up do and down. yeah it and now we're not and in that area nope. anymore i'm clearly moving forward how's it going to lock back in there's no employee up here like yeah, it looks like, sure. yeah, it looks like it's looks like it's connected. Nope, that's, nope, it's not. That's fun, man. What a fun, what a fun way to handle that ride. So in Tokyo, let's talk about the story of Tokyo okay. really quickly because it's so cool. So in Tokyo, the hotel is not the Hollywood Tower Hotel. It's called the High Tower Hotel, mm-hmm. and it's owned by oh, it's this, Police Academy themed. 
Yeah, but yeah, it's owned by uh, by Officer Hightower. Right. Uh, the gun toting. Was he the was he the guy who really was remember. into I'm weapons? I'm surprised you were able to go that far with the reference. There you go. I, I tried to go as long as I could. Yeah, I know you did well. Uh, so uh, Hightower Hotel, yeah. owned by famed adventurer, uh, treasure seeker, treasure stealer, Harrison Hightower. Okay. Harrison Hightower is modeled after Imagineer Joe Rohde. Okay, yeah. Uh, for, for all of his explorations. And and so, but Harrison Hightower is a member of the Society of Explorers and Adventurers, mm-hmm. which is an awesome story, which we will explore sometime. Are you aware of Disney mm-hmm. Sea? Okay, Disney Sea is a, this incredible story that Imagineering has weaved through all the parks and in many, many different attractions within the parks. Harrison Hightower is a part of Sea, of Society of Explorers and Adventurers, but he's a treasure stealer. And so you're going into his hotel to see his antiquities and the things that he has he has taken over time. One of the things that he has taken is a the plot to Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. Just well, to, no, this had this happened before. I know. I'm just saying. It's, I think I think it's the other way around. Oh uh, yeah, I think, I think the other right. way. Um, one of the things that he takes is this idol, and I don't know how you pronounce it. Idol. You did find the I don't know how you pronounce it. Just idol. He takes an idol. The idol is cursed. Because of his greed, Mm -hmm. the idol causes him to disappear within one of his elevators as he was riding up to his penthouse. Yeah. And then one room, it's uh, there's Indiana Jones, Greg Brady. (laughs) Yes, that's right. Good. That's right. And uh, Dick Tracy. Yeah. uh, And they're all having a a tea party. Oh, fun. Yeah, that sounds good. When Disneyland announced that they were going to be retheming Tower of Terror into... Guardians of the Galaxy, even though I had never gone on it, right? I tore my shirt in protest and oh, no. screamed at the heavens yeah. to say, how could you do that? How could you take this perfectly themed attraction and change it into something else? And your neighbor's like, ah, Scott's doing it again. He's ripping his shirt again. What is it this time? He's barking at the moon. about a hotel. He's upset, though. He's upset again. Yeah, we told you, just leave him be. Just leave him be. Yeah. Please, just leave him be. So when they announced that they were going to change it over, I was, uh, you know, weeping and gnashing of teeth, very yep. upset about this. Uh, and I would feel that way times 1,000 if it happened in Florida. Yeah. I do not want Twilight Zone to go away in Florida, although this story that they have invented for Tokyo is pretty darn cool. Yeah. Pretty darn cool. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. That mm-hmm. takes us all the way to Guardians of the Galaxy for DCA. It gets rethemed in 2017. Totally. Uh, yeah, 2017. 2017. 2004 to 2017 was the run of that. The only other thing I want to say is that, uh, you know, the Imagineers did a lot of amazing work on that Tower of Terror, the vehicle system, the whole thing, yep. and all that stuff like that. Uh, but the the actual, I think, elevator tech was uh, built by o- the Otis Elevator Company. That's right. Super famous, you know. Like the most famous uh, Yeah, the most company. famous one. Yeah. And uh, when I lived in downtown Sacramento, uh, we had an old school Otis elevator. Oh, is that right? We closed the gate, and then you kind of like... Put a put a lever to what floor you wanted to go to and press a button. And went Where like, was this? It was in downtown Sacramento. Really? Like an old, yeah, like an old. Uh, we lived on the fourth floor of this old thing, and uh, it only worked if the gate was shut. So occasionally, somebody on the fourth floor would just leave the gate open. You'd have to walk up to the fourth floor and shut the gate, write it all the way back down, and then get your groceries, bring them into the elevator, oh and write it back up. It was it was so much fun though. I felt like I was in the Tower of Terror every day. Every day. Yeah. It was and awesome. you you weren't sure when it was going to drop. You really didn't. Yeah. The only thing I mean I liked about it is that everybody could hear you in that. So if there are any problems, you could just be like, "Hey, gay buddy." Hey can Tom, you, can, hey, are you on the fourth floor? Can you can you shut it, the gate? It's I messed can't make up again, <laughs> and I don't want to walk up the stairs. It was fun, man. I loved that Otis elevator, and ever since riding that a bunch, when I see that Otis built something, I'm like, that's cool. And they yeah. built, they helped with the Tower of Terror. And normally, they, not a California company. 
And you still like that. I do, yeah. Impressive. Like New York and Cleveland. Way I think. to go, Otis. Yeah. Way to go. Hey, would you like some did you knows about the Tower of Terror? I would love some did you knows. So among the knickknacks in the library is a paycheck made Are we talking out- about the Florida one? Or did, were these in both versions? I think these were in both versions. Okay. So I think this was in both versions. Uh, in the knickknacks in the library was a paycheck made out to Rod Serling for the use of his likeness in the attraction. Uh-huh. Which I think is that's fun. Cool. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. a fun did you know. Uh, also- as you go into... When somebody's named Rod, is it always short for Rodman? Or some people just named Rod? Roderick, I think. Oh, Roderick, okay. I think. Uh, Roderick. Uh, Rod. What's up, Rod? What's up, I'm Rod. Uh, keep going. I'll stop just making... No, I'm not going to. People love it. It's a favorite <laughs> part of the show. Can't disappoint our fans. They expect well, me to interject. Constantly interrupting Yeah, they, can, they expect it. I expect it. They need point. it, yeah. The elevator inspector of the Tower of Terror is Mr. Caldwaldler... Caldwaldler... <sighs> mm-hmm. Mr. Caldwaldler is a character in a Twilight Zone episode called Escape Clause, Mm. where he's sort of like a devil type of character where he convinces and tricks somebody to sell their soul to him. Oh, yeah. So that they can live forever. Yeah. I remember that episode. And the inspection date on that uh, inspection is 10-31-39, October, or Halloween on 1939, which is the date of the lightning strike for Tower of Terror. So he inspected it and it gets struck by lightning. Uh, the inspection number of that is number 10259 or 10259, which was the first airing of The Twilight Zone, wow, October 2nd, cool. 1959. I like that. All right, here's my favorite last did you know. Yeah, did you know? There is an advertisement in the lobby for Anthony Fremont's- Is that similar to an advertisement? Did I say advertisement? What no, did I you say? said advertisement? advertisement. That's how you pronounce it. Okay. You didn't know that? No, I mean, I hear people, uh, you know, cross the pond, pronounce it that way. I what, advertisement? We... Yeah. You're saying I pronounce it in the British way? Yeah. Well, blimey. <laughs> anyway. You're very proper that way, though. Very proper. Yeah. Uh, it's very important. Listen, it uh, is. posture and diction are the two most important things in and, the world to and, me. And uh, Zinger sandwiches from Kentucky Fried oh, Chicken. Boy. They all share the same. They all, kind they're of, all yeah. the same. Like, yep. They're at the same level. They're all at the same level. Uh, There's and- an... Advertisement for... There's an advertisement for Anthony Fremont's orchestra. Okay. Okay. This is a reference. Anthony Fremont is a reference to the kid in the episode that I referenced at the beginning of the show, It's a Good Life. It all goes around. It's like a big circle. More like a spiral going into the fifth dimension. It is. That's the Tower of Terror. It is possibly... Not possibly. It is one of the greatest attractions ever created. I know a lot of people feel that way. We had a little bit of a, you know, we had a, we had a good time with it out here in California, but it, it was also doing, it was also doing some lifting out here in California sure. because Disney's California Adventure theme park opened to uh, yawns and yes. uh, sounds of twiddling thumbs. Oh, this is it, huh? Oh, oh, this is California, and we're in California. That's a oh, weird call. Okay. So Tower of Terror had, you know, it had some stuff to do other than being an entertaining attraction. It yeah. needed to fix some of the stuff that was wrong uh, with 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 DCA and create an, an experience back there that walked you through the park to get to it and stuff like that. And it was three years after the park opened. Yeah, it was a little while. Like, so it, like, but the the whole Carthay Circle was not there. that was not there. Yeah, it was still the Sunshine Plaza yeah. at that point in time. And uh, yeah, and so it, it had that, that to do. And so I think people were just, you know, it was a breath of fresh air to that park and yeah. that whole area that didn't have a lot to do back there. Uh, it's too bad it didn't have that fifth dimension scene. Like, yeah. I feel like that oh, really. Oh, that's amazing. That sounds taken it over amazing. The top. It, w- it really yeah. was. Yeah. Like, I don't want to bang on about Walt Disney World too much because I love Walt Disney. I love Disneyland. Yeah. But 
the top hands down the tower of terror yeah, it sounds like it. is is better in it florida like than it. it is in california i don't remember my first time on it but it's interesting to you know to note that the tower of terror is the reason that i podcast at all and that's in, right. in, into podcasting and the reason why i'm you're hearing my voice right now uh, because it was a tale it was me audibly telling a tale to some co-workers that i took my oldest on the tower of terror when she was four and i thought that was pretty Pretty inappropriate for a dad to do, and so I, of course, was. Did proud. you say inappropriate? Yeah, inappropriate. That is correct. Okay, yeah. then you were <laughs> yeah, and, I was, yes. and I was very proud of that. And they're like, she oh, could man. even she even made the height restriction. Yep, she made the height requirements. Oh. I remember she was like, you know, she was doing that thing. Four where years old, four man. years old, and she was holding on to my arm. It was so cute, and she was like, I love my dad, and he loves Disney, and I love Disney, and we're, and we're I'll do whatever he game. tells me to this do because I very, trust him. He has a very slow ride. We're backing up. It's yeah. a little spooky, it's but fun. it's no big deal. Oh, we're going up. That's fun. And then just screaming. And I remember her looking at me saying something to the effect of. Uh, make it over, or when? When will oh, this be no. over? And oh, I was no. like, a, I was like, I made a huge mistake. Oh, that's that's when you're just like, oh, there's nothing I can do to take yep. this back. Yeah, no, this is just happening. I mean, I tried to buy my way out of it in the gift shop. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, by buying her Tower of Terror merchandise. I did, yeah, I bought her the. I sur- it's still worn in my house to this day uh, by my youngster now. But I bought her the. I survived the tower. I was just like whatever I could do to get out. <laughs> whatever of the it takes. You yeah, know? you'll and, grow into this, is what you said. Yep. Yeah, the ride and the shirt. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and so I remember telling that story audibly and uh this guy used to podcast with like turned around he was like i took my kid on it three and i was like whoa this guy's got an attitude problem way to go guy yeah and so that was the that is my introduction to podcasting was that conversation about the tower of terror because then you two formed a podcast yeah less successful Uh, podcast yeah less successful he had one at the time and was like you think you think you're such a big shot taking your four-year-old on tower of terror and making her cry why don't you I, i do a podcast i really like disney why don't you come on it and see if you can keep up and i was like i will definitely do that and then you ran circles around him. Is that how the story no, ends? No, we both know as little as each other. <laughs> a lot of the podcast was like, isn't this? No, no, no. We, uh, A lot of it was our, a lot of our guests. We had all our guests, a lot of our fans writing in being like, no, that's not exactly that's how it happened. Not the way it works, We're guys. Like, we don't care. It's magic. Oh. It happens the way I said it happened. And it, and it always will. Yeah. Uh, well, that's a fun That's a fun. A catalyst for a podcast career. Yeah. Also a fun story to, to you know, sort of solidify one of your favorite memories about, uh, would you say that your favorite memory about uh, Tower of Terror was taking your four-year-old <sighs> yeah, child and yeah, traumatizing that's her? That's definitely my favorite memory. My, my favorite thing about the Tower of Terror uh, is that I don't like those kinds of rides. Yeah, okay. I don't like the Edge. I didn't like the Maliboomer uh, when that was over in Paradise Pier, yeah. I think is what we called that area. Uh, and I just don't like those rides. And so uh, every that, was time, it, that rocketed up, right? Yeah, Rocket it went up and, and then down yeah. and up and down. Uh, so I don't really like that feeling. I don't like those kind of rides. It gets worse that you, as you get older. Just, <laughs> it seems like it's exaggerated. Yeah. Um, so every time I ride Tower of Terror, I have a very young Disneyland experience of, I don't want to ride this. Is it going to be scary? Uh, oh my gosh, I'm committed now. Yeah. That was the best thing I've ever done. Let's sure. ride it again right yeah. away. And so yeah, I yeah. go through that every single time. I don't want to. I'll wait for you guys. All right, I'll go on it. But I'm a little scared. And then like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I forgot what an amazing ride this is and how much I love it. That's how I feel about the teacups. Okay. Except the this is amazing ride. <laughs> okay. It usually ends with me throwing up over the side okay. of a teacup. Uh, but when it comes to the Tower of Terror, that is one of those, it's like a type of ride where I'm just like, get me there. Like, I cannot oh, yeah? wait to get there. Uh, it was one, I, it, it has been one of my favorite rides. One of my favorite memories about the Tower of Terror was when I was a cast member. Uh, of course, you have, you know, privileges to go into any park and everything like that. Mm. And uh, And so I was with a friend and we were driving away from work. Uh, we were working in the Magic Kingdom. We were driving away from work, and we were having a conversation, and uh, and the Tower of Terror came up because we were almost literally driving past the Tower of Terror, right. driving past MGM Studios. And when you're driving past MGM Studios, Tower you were of Terror off work, just still talking about work. 
talking about Disney. Yeah. That's what you do. That's right. You work at Disney and then you talk about Disney. Right. And then you go you go to sleep and you dream about Disney. Right. And it's it's a it's wonderful a bubble life. that you're yeah, in. It's yeah, a good yeah. life. Uh, and so we we're talking about Tower of Terror and she had said, oh, I've never been on Tower of Terror before. And I said, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean you've never been on I'm Tower of Terror? I'm not understanding what you're saying. Yeah, like I understand the words that came out of your mouth, but I'm not, they don't, I'm not comprehending right. the message here. Yeah. I understand what you are saying are words yeah. Those words are not translating into right. a rational thought that I have right now. Yeah. And she said, "No, I've never been on it before. I've never." And I go, "Are you not interested? Are you not? Are you scared? Like, do you not want it?" She goes, "No, it just it just never occurred to me right to write it, hmm. which makes no sense to me. No. How does it not occur to you to write this?" So thankfully, again, we're driving toward MGM Studios, and I go, "Well, we're riding it right now, right now." And I hang a right, boom, go into the cast member parking lot of MGM. We walk in through the back. We walk all the way through the backstage. We walk backstage over to the entrance to Tower of Terror. I walk up to the bellhop there and I go, hey, we're cast members. She's never been on Tower of Terror before. And he goes, right this way. No way. That's awesome. Yeah. So he backdoors us. It didn't matter at all that it was Sarah Jessica Parker? That it was Sarah Jessica Parker? The the bellhop was Sarah Jessica Parker. That's the weird thing about the story. (laughs) Fine. (laughs) And so we get backdoored into Tower of Terror. We ride it. She loves it. We get back in the car. Like, I we spent 15 minutes in the park yeah. and rode Tower of Terror. That's so an awesome my story. favorite Tower of Terror story. Yeah, that's an awesome story. Yeah. And, and she saw what we can solve that problem right now. Like, wait, what do you mean? Okay, we're we're gonna write it right now. That's what oh, we're gonna that's do. Fantastic. You know what is interesting what? to talk about Guardians, the, the transition between Tower of Terror and Guardians. Mm-hmm. And we won't spend a lot of time on it. Okay. But it is exactly the samely different. Yeah. The perspective shift is so interesting mm-hmm. because Joe Rohde was the creative executive on the retheme of Tower of Terror, or, sorry, retheme of, of Guardians of the Galaxy. And his perspective was Tower of Terror drops you to give you a, to give you a sense of fright. We are changing this so that the drops give you a sense of fun. Mm. And I think it's so interesting because when interesting. you ride Guardians, the one thing that everybody says is, but that was so much fun. Like, it's a party. Like, you go on that ride and it's a party, I've which never Tower heard of Terror is before. not that way. I was against the changeover. I've never heard the quote that you just said before. And I think the first words I said, this is this is why Disney is Disney. I think the first words I said when I got up, I was like, that was just fun. Just like, that's fun. just fun. Yes. And then that was their objective is that's just, I don't... People know, like that takes an amazing amount of creative and Absolutely. skill to actually say this is the what we want people to feel. Given they're going to be like falling in some kind of like, weird elevator yep. attraction, and to be able to pull it off so that me, somebody that's usually very critical and disappointed by everything, was just like, no, that that's an amazing ride, and it was yeah. fun. I think, and I think that's the reason why I'm. It's so rock and roll. I it's just love so it. It, Guardians is such a fun ride, yeah. and I'm really glad that they did retheme it. I mean, I'm sad to see uh, the tower go away. Yeah. But I'm really happy with what they did with Guardians because now you have two experiences. In Florida, you have fear. And in California, you have fun. And it's the exact same ride mechanism. And and that blows me away. Yeah, it's an allegory for the states themselves. (laughs) (laughs) Ha! I had to bring it back. Not right now. No, I know. Not right now. Flip that script. Uh, I think that's a show. That was a great show. So much fun. I love talking about this with you Yay. i love doing this show mm-hmm. we thank all of our listeners for listening yeah we hope you've enjoyed listening to it this has been bobs and banthas or cobwebs and phantoms during mm-hmm. october that's right we release every week on apple Podcasts, spotify amazon Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts here's a heads up Anthotiers. Ooh, we are heading to youtube very soon yeah for podcast and video I've content seen some prelim stuff it's gonna be good stuff let's You're talk gonna- halloween we're in halloween real quick yeah am i allowed to ask you uh 
what you don't know, so have to say who, but what kind of costumes you got going on in your house? What's what's going on? Oh, we got some good costumes okay, this year. Tell me what you got, if you can. Well, as you know, I'm going as a Ghostbuster. Yep, we're all aware of that. We're you got the patch situation figured out? I got my name patch in. Two inches? Regulation. Great. It looks great. Are you going with your name or somebody else's name? No, it's, it's a storm on it. No. Yeah, it's awesome. That is awesome. It's really cool. It kind of sounds like a Ghostbuster name, too. It's pretty good. Right it's on. no Vankman yeah. or Zetamore. Yeah. It's no Zetamore. Right on. But it's pretty cool. Storm. Uh, that costume's coming together. I'm really happy about that. Yeah. We also have a Hermione Granger. Okay. Yep. Uh, which I feel is, is just going to be great. And then uh, we have a T-Rex. Oh, right, nice. sort of like the the big inflatable T Rex, and then we have a Jurassic Park Ranger chasing after the T Rex. Oh, that's perfect. It's a pretty, little, little good. Theme thing. Yeah. How about you? What do you What do you guys have going? Uh, on? So far, the only one I'm, I'm I, I know how the stuff has been bought for it is we. Uh, my youngest is going as Ray. Oh, and awesome! And as part of that, uh, she got a lightsaber. I was like, oh, we don't need to buy a lightsaber just for the thing. And they're like, well, we're going to go to lightsaber. And I was like, all right. So she came on with this lightsaber, uh, and it like it lights up from the hilt to the top. Yes. Uh, and did she get you, a black series? A black series lightsaber? Maybe. And then when you what hit do you stuff, mean maybe? I, I don't know. I was just like, I mean, it's one night of the week. I don't know if we need a lightsaber. And they came home with this thing that's like fully functional. It cuts limbs yes. off. And when you touch it to stuff, it like makes sounds. You can and, shop, uh, go through doors yeah. with it. And so like, she, it's her toy. Like it's for her thing. And, and I saw it in, in the. In the way the blade lights up in yeah. sequence, I was like, "Give me that! I'm playing with that." Now. Is it? Uh, <laughs> it's it, awesome. Yes, just, you gotta be careful with those. Okay, tell me if you bang if you bang the blade against a door uh, doorway, you could uh, bust one of those LEDs. Okay, I've been that. banging against everything. I turn it on and He's off just all smashing time. it again, just yeah. smashing it against cinder blocks. Yeah, it brings up so many questions about lightsabers for a different episode when we do our lightsaber episode. We are doing an episode. I didn't tell you this yet. Yeah. I have uh, in the show schedule in November. We're doing an episode on Star Wars weapons. Best oh, nice. more Star Wars weapons. Right on. Did I tell you that? No. Well, we are. Right on. I'm there excited about that. Uh, so, yes, uh, just as an aside, um, the greatest Halloween costume that I ever put together for my kids, they were all Jawas one year. Oh, nice. Yeah, that makes sense. tremendous. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I'll You're that you family in the neighborhood. Yeah, I'll, I'll post it on <laughs> Very uh, hard Instagram. to keep up with. We have one of those people in our neighborhood, too. You some, I, I sense like, there Dis- is I a sense bit. disdain in you. Yeah, like I want to be that family. Like they went, they did uh, Back to the Future one year, and oh, then they just all the, their little babies. Uh, stroller was the DeLorean. Oh, that's cool. And then the dad was Marty, and the mom was Jennifer, and they just they looked great. They looked like they just walked off the set. My wife and I always wanted to do a couple's costume that was Marty and Marty's mom. Would that be weird? <laughs> yeah, but I like it. It's great, right? It's so Instagram worthy. Yes, yeah, it totally like it. is. Yeah. So we're, we'll do that someday. Where Where am I in this outro? <laughs> we're talking about Halloween. Oh yeah. Uh, podcast and video content on YouTube. We're yeah. going to be going there. So uh, we're not ready to launch just yet, but we will be on YouTube. We would love it if when we do, you follow us on YouTube. It would really help us. Just subscribe and hit the bell. We don't care if you listen. Smash that like button. Yeah, smash it. That's right. Uh, please be sure to subscribe. We would love it if you left us a review on Apple Podcasts. We'd really like to know what you think about the show, and it actually does help other people find out about the show. I'm going to take a moment to thank one of our listeners who left us a really, really nice review oh, on okay, Apple Podcasts. It's from Teachy McTeachface. Okay. Bodie McBoatface. Like it. Teachy McTeachface. Yep. And uh, it and the title is Middle School Classroom Approved. Oh, yeah. Listen to this okay. review. Middle school lunchtime is a dismal, empty abyss, oh. especially when they have to eat in their English teacher's classroom socially distanced from their friends. Fortunately for my students, I give them no option but to listen to my favorite podcast. The wonderful discussions from Cinderella 3 to childhood Star Wars toys spark conversation amongst the next generation of bobsleds and banthas fans. Okay. Thank you, Scott and Aaron, for letting me off the hook when it comes to these to entertaining these kids for 30 minutes at a time. Five star. No problem. If we stopped this podcast yeah. right now, 
I would be happy. Me too. That's such a great review. Just, and I want summers off. But I feel like I'm now a teacher and I should get summers off from Bob Sloan. We should, at least, I'll give you summers off. Oh, nice. It'll be good. Yay. Uh, thank, thank you, you so that much. Review. That's yeah. an amazing review. Thank you so much. Uh, just I, that's probably one of the kindest compliments that we have received about this show. It depends on the the persona of the kids that are listening to it, right? If they're like, oh, oh we got to listen to this again. How old are these guys? <laughs> Disney even around when they were young? All they do is talk about 80s. Are you talking about the Flintstones, Spark? They don't know the Flintstones. That's an old joke because I'm an old man. It's in Kings Island. Anyways, thank you for that amazing review. Thank you so Teachy much. Teachy McTeach face. Hey, we would love to hear from you. Please email us at Pobs... <laughs> Pobs Slast and Sled Fries. <laughs> Just mash on your keyboard. <laughs> And hit send. Anything will get it to us. It doesn't matter where you send it. Buff fast, it's slew brand. Yeah, anyway, it doesn't really matter. That's how email works. It's about intent. If you meant to email us, you will have emailed us. Just open up your window and scream out your question to us. We'll probably hear it. Yeah. Uh, If you want to be sure that we'll see your email, you can email us podcast at bobsledsandbanthas.com. If you have a question uh, you'd like us to answer or you want to collaborate with us, we would love to hear from you. You can visit our Patreon and chuck in a few bucks for uh, exclusive content and other fun stuff. Yeah. Patreon.com forward slash bobsledsandbanthas. Do it. You can pick up some bobsleds merchandise. Wow. At our tea public site. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) That's true. <laughs> Are you learning for the first time that we have a team on the Yeah, site? that's fantastic. You got very excited. Oh, I'm very excited about uh, that. I'm going to go pick up a, a BAB. Uh, get that Bab shirt. I'm going to get that Bab shirt. Uh, we also just launched a Cobwebs and Phantoms design. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, which you can get on TV. I'm legitimately excited. You really have no idea. I made the logo. I'm like, whoa. So it's tpublic.com, Bob Says Banthas. Just do a search for Bob Says Banthas. Hey, follow up with us after listening on Instagram. We're at Bob Suds and Banthas. Until next week, he has been Aaron. Sweep the leg. And I've been Scott. <laughs> and we've been Bob Suds and Banthas. Dude, nobody's getting any sleep in the Robins house. Uh, yeah, everybody knows my last name. Nobody, <laughs> nobody's Wait, getting is any my sleep. Name made up? <laughs> nobody's getting any sleep in October. All we're doing is watching sc- like slightly scary movies that are not they're not scary enough to have Fam- a good time. Family scary movies. Yeah. Not not scary enough to, you know, have a good time, but scary enough that I'm not sleeping at night with you know. Well, how scary is the movie? You're, were you scared by Hocus Pocus? <laughs> For different reasons. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're saying Watcher in the Woods scary. Yeah, Watchers in the wo- Watcher in the Woods. And then, then you give me a list of ones I gotta watch now, and so, you know, it's just gonna be it's gonna be a terrifying moment. Walt Disney's Magic Kingdom Disneyland. Is growing every day. This Saturday night. Now there are more new rides for more fun. In the electro synthomagnetic musical sound. Through the magic of light and sound. Yes, there's more fun at Disneyland in Anaheim. Open every day, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Waste time with your friends when your chores are done.